Welcome to Coffee with Kojo, a podcast produced by graduate students in the School of Communication and Journalism at South Dakota State University. My name is Rocky Daly, and I'm an associate professor in the school. This 10th episode features a conversation with two of our more recent Master of Mass Communication graduates, Lucy Harrell and Suzanne Albers. Today I have a couple of our MMC graduates with us. Our MMC program is our online Master of Mass Communication led by Dr. Rocky Daly. And so today I have Lucy and Suzanne with me. So welcome guys. Hi, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So my name is Lucy Harrell. I started in the MMC program in October of 2018 and I came in as a transfer student. I, uh, I have been incarcerated for seven years and I wanted to finish my master's degree tried to do this for a long time at the prison and it wasn't happening so when I got to a halfway house it became a possibility and I did it fairly quickly I finished my project this January um, so uh, it went well I spent two whole semesters just doing the project really um, which was really a lot of fun and I got a lot of support um, from the MMC from the journalism and mass comm department I'm continuing my research project is on post-incarceration syndrome and re-entry support. And I'm doing a lot of advocacy right now, especially with higher education in prison and for people who are re-entering. So um, everything that I've been working on has kind of been meshed with other things that I've been doing, which is great. I just got approval from South Dakota IRB to continue the study for another year and to increase our survey participants to 500. We have almost 100 right now, so that's good news. Hi, Lucy. I remember your amazing and unique discussions from classes we've had together. Yeah, it's great to hear you, Suzanne. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't communicated with you in a while, but I hope you're doing well. Right. I, yes, everything's fine here. So I'm actually... A college instructor. I teach composition and speech classes. And so I went into the MassCom master's program because of some requirements by the Higher Learning Commission. And someone in our English department had to complete a master's or 18 credits in communications. And since I am the instructor who likes teaching speech the most, I volunteered, and it's been an absolute blast. Okay, I know some of the assignments were difficult and required a lot of work, but it's still been such a great decision on my part. And right now, I'm working on my final project and my final report and working to get those submitted by Friday to the committee so that we can Zoom <laughs> the next Friday to I'm going to Zoom with the committee and discuss my work. And I'm also finishing up the cross-platform campaign class. So, and teaching my classes and trying to get ready for finals next week. And so it's been a little crazy here, but I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, it's definitely been a crazy time right now just not only with the end of the semester but just with everything kind of going on in general so I know you both mentioned your projects for the overall program of online MMC so 
why don't you guys both kind of elaborate on those a little bit? Tell us a little bit what you're doing, how you're doing it, how you, you know, communicate with Rocky online or whoever you need to communicate with. So Lucy, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about that? Okay. So, um, my project had two big components. The first was to do a little bit of research on post-incarceration syndrome and, um, you know, post-prison adjustment. We initially wanted to, um, I wanted to survey people in prison and I had quite lengthy back and forth with IRB. I mean, it, it, this went on for months and months and it finally became the case that it just wasn't going to happen. So we kind of shifted a little, well, we shifted more to reentry, which turned out to be um, a fruitful endeavor because we got a lot of information and we're trying to put that together also with, um, I did interviews with several people who are doing more grassroots, um, community-based and peer-based um, support programs. So just being able to see what's working out in the communities, you know, and couple of that with some of the findings that we're getting. We focused a lot on mental health and addiction, um, recovery methods, and what's working for people, what's not. You know, those are the things that we that we wanted to focus on, and um, and and we've gotten so much good, rich information. It's been quite an experience for me just to do research as a person who's been incarcerated. I think that's very important. It's important that the academia have that knowledge base from people who have lived experience and. Um, and it's been really, you know, fun and enlightening to do that. The second part or the second component is uh, putting together this public awareness campaign. And that is something that I had to get, you know, all of my deliverables ready for, for the project presentation. But actually, it's just an continuous, a continuous piece of work, really. We're collecting contacts with organizations large and small across the country who are doing peer-based reentry support and trying to just put all these people together so that when we actually launch, you know, the Picks Aware campaign, which is just to provide community for people where they can say, hey, you know, I have this experience. It's unique. These are the anxieties that are associated with it. And I'm not alone. You know, this is how I can help myself. This is how we can help each other. And so it's, it's been, it's been going really well. I mean, I can see now that this is this was a first phase. I think I was like two heads strong going in. I wanted to do so much and it's just it takes time and you know, this has been a really good foot in the door for me with this particular research project and and I think it's gonna get a you know, we're gonna get a lot of information that a lot of organizations can use from it. So I think yeah, that's good. Yeah. Definitely a very important topic that'll help a lot of people. So Say, yeah. Lucy, what did you call it? Picks? Did you say picks? That's right, Suzanne. It's post incarceration syndrome and it's uh, P I C S. Picks is the, you know, sort of the shorthand for it. Okay. Okay. And then, so where do you want to go after this? I mean, what's, what's your plan moving forward? Because this is such an amazing project. Yeah. Well, that's really interesting, Suzanne. Um, my personal plan going forward is to start law school in August. I've, mm. I've gotten accepted to several law schools. I'm doing a public policy uh, advanced certificate at SUNY Empire right now just because I wanted to learn about policy a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But I ultimately want to work in, um, in advocacy for, for disenfranchised groups. I mean, this is really important to me. I know a lot 
of people who have gotten out who have just had nobody, you know, and, and I think that's how we build communities back up. That, that's what's causing recidivism. That's what's causing our communities to collapse. You know, we don't help people when they need it the most. So, um, wow. what did you I say? Just, what'd you say about Zuni? What's this? Um, SUNY that I am doing, I'm taking some classes there in public policy right now. It's actually interesting. They just featured me in a newsletter this week where they were talking about the research <laughs> that I'm doing at South Dakota State. So that was, that was really cool, you know. Um, wow, you're just a celebrity. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know what SUNY is. What is that? Um, it's the State University of New York. It's a culmination oh, wow. of um, various different state schools. Oh, my goodness. Okay. My project is so not as impactful, but I wouldn't say that, Suzanne. <laughs> oh, trust me. Trust Knowing me. Knowing you. But um, go ahead, McCade. Oh, yeah. No, I was just going to um, move on to you, Suzanne, and ask you if you wanted to go ahead and elaborate on what, you're, what you've been working on throughout the program. Well, no, not after Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Suzanne. We got it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay, so I have been at... Uh, my college for about six my college for about six years and sitting with college small college located in north dakota two satellite sites in south dakota it it's very close to the north and south dakota border anyhow sitting Bull college manages its expansion and educational growth through completely through grants and donations and so in july of 2023 that will be the 50th anniversary of the college and so i'm on a public relations committee at sbc and there's been several conversations about how can we launch the 50th anniversary what do we need to do how do we need to promote the college and so i'm creating a, a, histor a historical timeline that can be used on our various social media sites to promote the 50 years and everything that's been done to help the college grow through all of these monies that have been basically granted or given to us because that's how we grow. And so they wanted to have a tool where they could direct potential donors or even prospective, prospective students because some of them don't realize that we have quite a few options for two year, four year master's degrees and certifications. So the intent of the timeline is to make it interactive so that they can take a look at how we've applied monies over the last 50 years and how we've grown in the last 50 years. I think you're probably, yeah, that sounds awesome. And I know um, we're in a class together right now too. So I've right. seen a little bit of your work. And so, yeah, I think it's an awesome project to be doing. It, it sounds like an awesome project, Suzanne. Suzanne, can I ask you a question? Sure. Um, how far are you from Brookings? Do you go there um, oh, normally? Oh gosh, no, I'm, we're probably about three and a half hours. Three okay. hours from Brookings, so it's not a huge distance, but no, I haven't been to campus for several years. I don't get there much. But now, I guess we won't meet. Are you, were you planning on coming back for any type of graduation? I would love to be able to come back for graduation. I have to make parole first, though, and, and we, that is sort of an up in the air situation right now, okay. so we're going to see how it goes. Um, we might have extra time now because I know we're going to say maybe we'll we'll have a little get together in December maybe. I hope I am hoping that will happen. I'm hoping that will be the case for sure. Yes, I would love to put 
actual bodies to the faces of all the professors <laughs> that I've worked with, you know, because absolutely. Yeah, they're just so interesting. I it would have been so fun to have had coffee with them and chat and then do the graduation, but we'll see what happens. How far back are you going with um cataloging information for this project? Oh my gosh. I dug through archive materials back to 1970, 1968. So it's been, oh, wow. it's been dusty and time consuming, but I really have to focus on fine tuning that and getting just the, you know, really dec deciding what needs to be on there. I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to muck it up with a bunch of unnecessary details, but I think it's, the committee will help me with that and and so will my classmates when they take a look at it and and my colleagues at SBC. So it's not going to be launched, you know, by the end of the class or by the when I by graduation time because I think a lot of people would like input on it before I before we post it. So it might Is it something that's gonna be flexible? Like would you or someone else be able to add information? Yes, time? I think so. I mean I that's one of the questions that Dr. Hendricks has asked me. What are you going to do with this? Like, who's going to keep up with it? And I don't know. It's kind of my baby. I don't want anybody else messing it up with bad grammar or, or ugly colors. So I don't know. I, I have totally to, understand. Right? <laughs> I have to figure that out. But I think if, I don't know. I don't, I don't think there will be huge changes to it. And I'm willing to do that, you know, over the next few months or whatever it takes to get it to launch it. And then if they want changes down the road, I, I don't think it would be a big deal to do that. Right. What well, sounds interesting. I, I think it, it sounds very interesting to me actually, but I love to dig stuff up that <laughs> people don't remember. So, right. Yeah. I just found out that there are a bunch of fabulous old photographs at the visitor's center up there that they basically just found. So I don't know if I'm going to have time to get those on there or not, but that's one thing I could also add to after the fact, you know? Yeah, so the next thing I just wanted to kind of mention was the cool thing about both of your projects is that they don't necessarily end with the program ending. It's kind of something that you guys can keep expanding on and improving as you go, and you get to actually implement them. It's not right. just uh, it's not just something where you Absolutely. do it because you're supposed to, you get a, you know, you either pass or you don't, and then you move on. You know, it's something that you guys obviously really care about and get to keep doing. So my next question for each of you was, what were some of the challenges that you faced during the online program and how did you overcome those? So Lucy, why don't you go ahead and start? Well, first of all, I want to say that, as I mentioned before, this was such a great opportunity for me. The fact that I could do everything that I needed to do remotely was, you know, that was key for me. And I ended up being able to do a lot more things than I thought I would have been able to um, as, a, as a distance student. So that was super important for me. Um, the thing that I had the most issues with was, was IRB approval. And I, and I keep going back to it because I just feel like my experience with that was very unique. And it wasn't a situation where I could go into a room and sit down and argue my point with somebody, you know, it was a lot of back and forth and, and learning that process, you know, as a, 
this was the first time that I've had to get approval to do research. So that was new to me. And then to be doing it um, from a distance was different. I, I, I think I heard you correctly, Suzanne, that um, Dr. Hendricks, was she also your advisor? She is now. Initially, it was Dr. Daly. They're both great. I, I really believe that a lot of the success of the project can be attributed to Dr. Hendricks because she really made herself available to me um, mm -hmm. all the time. Even on a lot of times I have most of my free time during weekend hours and she made herself available and it just, we got it done. You know, we, we had to postpone. That was the thing for me, McCade. Uh, there was a lot of time constraints that I had to keep playing with in order to make sure that I was going to be able to tee everything up for my, project presentation and to have all my deliverables done in time and then secondarily to be able to get all the, the things that I needed to get in for graduation in time. So I think there were some logistical things just on the end of the program spectrum, but mm -hmm. not with the program itself. It, it was more logistical. Okay, first off, totally agree with you about Dr. Hendricks. She is amazingly accessible. Initially, it was just that fear of being a student again, because without telling you how horribly old I am, it was, it was a long time since I'd been in the classroom. So, and unlike Lucy, poor thing, I had a colleague who actually took the first class with me, actually the first couple of classes with me. So we compare notes and share research and that made it such an easy segue from instructor to student. And as far as the online, I guess one of my biggest handicaps was that I was coming into MassCom in the master's arena with an, education's, an educational background. I was an instructor, I was a teacher, that's all I've done. So I didn't have that MassCom bachelor's degree or any experience in public relations. So that was a little bit of a detriment but you know then you just push that much harder you just have to do that much more research to learn what you need to know and nothing that's not true a lot of things are rewarding but <laughs> it's really rewarding in an educational setting when you accomplish something that you thought was going to be ridiculously or maybe you didn't think you could do it lucy do you remember business administration and management class Yes, that was the first class I took, Suzanne. At oh Dakota. my gosh. And you still kept going. Bless your little heart. <laughs> that one was so hard because it was all about business and management of business and public relations, everything that was not in my wheelhouse at all. So, but gosh, I thought if I can do this, I think I can, I can get through the rest of this. And yeah, so, it was pretty far outside of my repertoire as well right oh my goodness and then he'd send it back and he's he is a hard taskmaster that rocky but i think he needs to be so i i just um i guess with every class that i would get done it was just such a great feeling of accomplishment and i the online the professors were all so accessible and the content was accessible so i think that's part of it once well okay and then i remember navigating through d2l initially it was different from our college setup, that that was a little bit intimidating at first, but once again, so many go-to people 
who could just point you in the right direction or give you the information you needed. So it's been a really awesome experience for me. You guys know I'm a student in the on-campus program, so I have an office on campus right down the hallway from Rockies and a lot of other people within the school. So it's yeah, always, we know, we know. <laughs> Keep rubbing it in. <laughs> but you, you know, yeah, just to kind of piggyback off of what you were just saying after we've been going into this online distance learning and everything, it really had right. made it even more clear to me than it already was how accessible these professors are and how much they care about making sure that we're successful and doing what we need to do. And yeah, I have never had an issue with communication with anybody and they always have provided me with really solid, useful feedback. So that has been really, like I said, even more eye-opening than it already was during this whole pandemic time so and two um not only am i seeing it from a student viewpoint but as an instructor's viewpoint as well they're amazing mm -hmm. because that's what i do and boy they are a tough act to follow i tell you yeah it's yeah they are great yeah they it's definitely clear that we're the school of communication and journalism because they're very good at communicating so right there's um there are a couple of things I was going to say as I was listening to you talk, Suzanne. One thing is that I actually like D2L a lot. When I initially uh, went to SUNY in January and they use Moodle, I was like, oh my gosh, can I please not just look at all this text? You know, it was, it's not, Moodle is not a, um, it's very convoluted. You're looking at text and not separated sections as, well, you know, mm -hmm. clearly separated sections as D2L. I like D2L a lot comparatively. I will say that. Um, the other thing is I've said of, um, of the mass comm department that, you know, it, it almost has like a, like a private school feel because it's so intimate, you know, they're so accessible as professors. And I think that just makes a huge difference, you know, in the, in the quality mm -hmm. of, of what we're doing here. So. Yeah. And again, working on campus, I've had the opportunity to work with some undergraduate students in the program as well. And they have said very similar things as far as, you know, how great the professors are and that, like you mentioned, Lucy, that intimate, you know, more family kind of environment. So it's really all across the board within communication and journalism. So definitely. My next question for you guys was, what was your favorite part about being an MMC student through a CSU? So Lucy, if you want to talk about your favorite part. My favorite part. I think, McCade, that um, I felt like, well, first of all, I was also coming back to college after taking quite a detour. And I, was, and, and I worked in marketing and I worked as a journalist um, right up until, you know, literally the week that I was incarcerated. So I was a pretty, I was pretty involved in mass comm. My undergraduate degree is in journalism. So I, I did a lot of writing and editing um, in the professional world before, but coming back, I really felt like the doors were flung wide open with mass comm. This was just um, academically, I guess there was just more leeway. I, ha I felt more freedom academically than I have felt before as an undergrad and even when I had begun to work on my master's degree at first. So that was a different experience. And I think it was a combination of 
just moving to MassCom and also going to South Dakota. I think that department and that tight-knit community, you know, everybody there was just, when I would have an idea, they supported me. There was not, where the red tape existed, it was something that we approached as a team to figure out how to maneuver it. You know, it wasn't like a hard line. And I love that because in life, I don't like the hard lines. I like to be able to maneuver around what I need to, to get things done, you know, and that's, um, that was important for me. Yeah. I'd have to agree with you. I don't know if it's normal amongst master's programs. This is the only master's I am currently working on and likely will be the only master's I ever work on. But yeah, it's been very, even within our each individual class, it's been very wide open and we've had a lot of freedom with everything. So we can kind of, you know, take the lessons from class, but really do with it what is best for us and kind of just build upon that with everything that we do. And then a lot of it can go towards your overall project for the program itself. So that's, I, I definitely agree with you, Lucy. There's a lot of freedom and it's very wide open for everybody and what they're mostly interested in. So yeah, I agree with you. Suzanne, what about you? What has been your favorite part or kind of the most rewarding thing for you? Well, I guess initially it was just the fact that I could do it, that I was seeing, you know, success after success as far as completing the classes. And then just what I was learning at my age, you know, it's like, okay, I know people say you learn something new every day, but it really, this, it's true. And it's, I really am a lifetime learner. And just having my eyes open to so many things in media that I just hadn't really considered before, whether it was local media, national, international, global, you know, I just, there was just so much I hadn't even considered before. And I just think I am so much more aware now. And plus, because I'm an educator, I've had so many great ways from classes that I was excited about fusing into my own classes. So well, now I can be an SDSU jackrabbit like the majority of relatives I have. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm obviously biased, but that's always a good thing to kind of be able to relate to the jackrabbits. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess to kind of wrap things up, why don't you guys talk about what your future plans are in terms of your MMC program? What are you guys going to be working on now that it's all kind of coming to an end? Well, I I hope to go into law. I, I really oh, want to, yeah. you know, my big thing is to work in advocacy. And this is just something that's sort of evolved itself. I mean, probably the most beneficial thing that came out of me being in prison is that I got to use my abilities as a tool. I, I got to learn how my writing skills, you know, are such a, I mean, I don't want to say that. It's, there's a definitely sort of a value structure to being able to communicate and being able to enhance that is important in anything you do. But I think particularly for me, there's a more overarching thing, which is just developing this, these lines of connection of understanding, you know, and and communicating with groups of people who are just typically systematically subgrouped and disenfranchised and, and communications is so important for that reason, you know, so that, it doesn't matter if I'm in law school. I really think that during that time, I will continue to research and to write about 
my experiences and the experiences of others, you know, to try to highlight things. And that is just, like I said, my background's in print. So I have a tendency to stick more with print, but just media in general, as Suzanne was talking about, it's, it's really, it's like opens the top of your head a little bit, you know? So for me, it's, it's important. Communication is just, it's vital. It's so vital uh, to any kind of social, you know, service that we want to do communication is vital so that's what that's what it means to me you know something to live it's active yeah absolutely it's and it's not going away the importance of it is not right so right yeah it's always going to be here awesome what about you suzanne well and that segues so easily into that that it does like we were just saying it's that constant involvement of social media and communication and Lucy just was stinking cool. I just had to do a blog or you as well. Are you going to write a, are you going to write a book? What are you going to do? I don't know, Suzanne. I have written so <laughs> many things that I haven't been able to publish for, you know, reasons that won't be discussed now, but okay. in the future will become <laughs> quite obvious. But yeah, it's, it's okay. This has been great for me. This has been a great platform academically, but, but please, um, Okay, I'm just going to have to start Googling you periodically and (laughs) try to see where you're at, you know, but yeah, like we kind of talked about it earlier too, just, you know, moving forward. I'm just, I'm just looking forward to applying new knowledge to my classrooms, but also I'm looking forward to being done. I just think it's such an incredible accomplishment to to get that master's done. I'm just, I'm excited to be able to share that with friends and family. Absolutely. I do want to say one thing, um, because of COVID-19, this quite serendipitous thing has happened, which is that I feel more connected to people because I feel like people are now having to do all of the things that I always have to do in order to communicate and maintain, you know, lines of connection. So this is, this has been quite interesting. I have been more involved because everybody is moving to doing Zoom meetings than, you know, before I couldn't be present. So this has um, allowed me in a strange way to be more involved. So thanks for having me. This podcast is the property of the School of Communication and Journalism at South Dakota State University, which reserves all rights to its use. Music by Cody M. Johnson and Tyler Addison James is licensed through AMP Music.